Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be, and welcome to It's So Real. With your boy Oso. And your girl Rocky. What is good, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of It's So Real. It feels good to be consistent. Yeah, you know. We out here, we just, we we week, give you all that content that you love, that you appreciate, and we appreciate you. We sure do. All right, so today's show is celebrating by pride. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. with that, it's important to acknowledge that I um, identify as bisexual or biromantic and or biromantic, just depending on how it's defined, um, as well as queer. So I usually just refer to my sexuality as bi and queer. Mm, Okay. Okay. So definitely check out the deep dive. We're going to get into some definitions. Yeah, this is definitely um, one of the yeah. topics where you <laughs> kind of have to do a deep dive on this one. You, you know, know? It's, it's, a, it's a lot. So uh, <laughs> become a member on our Patreon and you can check out our deep dive for this show by Pride. All right. So, and that's where I'll get into a little bit more about my sexuality as well. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. But let's get this show started with mm-hmm. our two sides. You want to tell the people what two sides of the same coin is? What's up? Uh, so this is a segment where I lose every time. <laughs> it's my fault. I don't know why. But basically, the concept is uh, we have a coin. Today it's a quarter. Uh, sometimes it's something else. You know. <laughs> uh, different we, currencies, y'all. Different currencies and whatnot. Uh, we flip the coin, and that whoever wins the coin toss and calls it correctly, they move on and get to answer the question first, giving their perspective first, um, and then the person who uh, didn't go gets to go after them. But lately, Rocky has been winning all the coin tosses, so I'm just be honest with that. We'll see what happens today. <laughs> so that is how we do two sides of the same coin, and uh, about to get started because today. We got a lot to talk about. <laughs> Let's get it popping. All right, so I'm calling heads. All right. All right, it's going to be heads. Okay. People. Flip it once. No oh. fancy. Hey, what's up? Oh, oh, oh. Y'all saw it. It was heads. It was heads. I ain't cheating. Mm. It was heads. I couldn't see. Well, <laughs> it was heads. All right, I well, win. I actually want to hear your perspective first. So cool. this actually works now. out. So our first question uh, for our two side segment uh-huh. is: Was there ever a time that you thought that mm-hmm. I was by? Yes, absolutely. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> um. Well, and I'm gonna get into this a little bit more, mm-hmm. uh, but I I attract um, certain women that happen to be uh, outside of just purely heterosexual when it comes to the spectrum of sexuality and attraction Mm -hmm. um i just attract those women who are more fluid in that um 
So that was sign number one, like you with me. And that just is uh, it's a pattern I've noticed myself with uh, women that I've just interacted with. Like a lot of women that I'm, I'm in my circle or that allow me into their circle. It's like they are pretty comfortable and fluid within their sexuality. So that was number one, like hint, hint. Right. Second was like some of the stories that you would tell me, <laughs> some of the things that you would uh, say, and I'm I, I would just like question you, like non-judgmental or nothing like that, you know me. Um, but just be like, you sure that uh, you know? Just like, have you ever thought of uh, women before? Like, have you ever thought about a threesome? Obviously, I'm gonna ask that question. Yeah. You know. On, the, on that bucket list, but uh, yeah, all that, all those things, and it was like a slow build up towards you fully understanding your own sexuality when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I, I I saw it throughout the journey. There wasn't anything where it's like, oh, I'm hundred percent sure. But I always thought and had a feeling like you weren't just strictly, you know, heterosexual. Mm-hmm. Like that's. That for sure, I knew like something else was going on, but I didn't know, yeah, how far on that spectrum you were. So, got you, got you. But yeah, for sure, to answer the question, there was definitely a time where I thought she was at least by. <laughs> yeah, one hard y'all, big glaring signs. I mean, so so yeah, was there ever a time where I thought I was by? <laughs> um, there were huge glaring signs and. I didn't notice a single one of them. Now, in hindsight, I see all of them. Mm-hmm. That's um, how it works, though. You know. You know. That's how it is. But it was also because, you know, my mom was homophobic. So, I had a lot of denial mm. um, as far as just acknowledging that part of me. Um, especially because I'm bi. So, I was still dating guys, you know. Like if I was gay and totally on the spec on the side where He's it's like, homosexual, mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been harder to deny within myself. But because I was able to still explore part of my sexuality, it wasn't, and I wasn't really in an environment that I found the the girls attractive. I went to all white <laughs> school. She's yeah. not into white girls. I like women of color. Give me some melanin. So. <laughs> now you know. You know, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. But I will say, was there ever a time I thought I was? So my first representation of kind of fluid sexuality mm-hmm. was the color purple. And mm. when Suge Avery and Celie kissed. Now, mind you. Oh, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. Yeah, I was I was young and I wasn't supposed to be watching it actually. Uh, uh, yeah, like uh-huh. I think see this how I, I think it was on or something, and like I walked in and I was just like curious, and then I yeah think, you were yeah, and but I don't think it registered. <laughs> it was just like, hmm, this is this is interesting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so especially because <laughs> like Sugar Avery is Sugar Avery, you know, and the fact that. I mean, Celie had different experiences with men, but um, but they were both femme presenting women, and and yeah, showing that fluidity. So that was like my first kind of exposure, mm-hmm. um, and I appreciate Alice Walker for that <laughs> because she's also within the within the community. So I I appreciate that representation, especially within the Black community. 
Um, and I think other than that, I kept watching, like me re-watching stuff should have been assigned. So whether that was queer content, so like, but I, Yeah, what, what things did you watch or like listen to repeatedly back then exactly? But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader? Yeah, it's Not it's a movie about a cheerleader who doesn't know that she's gay. Uh, okay, I can see Because that. She, she normalizes her viewpoints of women. She's okay. like, everybody views women like this. Everybody's disgusted by kissing men. And then her parents send her to a conversion camp. Ooh, yeah. Um, um, that shit don't never work. It, it no. Nah. <laughs> so you either deny who you are or ex- accept and trauma, embrace who you trauma, are. Trauma, trauma, trauma. Yeah. You just signed up for trauma, basically. Exactly. Free trauma classes. So, so I kept rewatching that because also I had a homophobic mother. So I'm like directly pushing like pushing up against, p- yeah, pushing back against that. Exactly. So, so I was rewatching that and just like. Any music video or anything like that I found, Catwoman with Halle Berry, any woman that I found attractive. We saw my the other day. I know. She actually likes this damn movie. Because Halle Berry was fine that's as all hell. I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. Halle you don't like the movie. Hell. You like Halle Berry. In that movie. <laughs> no. You don't like the yes. movie, though. If yes. the movie. Yes. The movie's she plot. She wasn't dressed what, like that in any other what, movie. What happened in the movie? I told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was naked. That's all. That's what you were It was the cats. <laughs> The cats brought her back to life. Y'all see what I'm doing? Right? <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I would rewatch. I would rewatch um, any movie, music video, show, whatever that I found the women attractive in. But again, right. I didn't register it because, like in "But I'm a Cheerleader," it didn't register that what I was thinking was not what other girls thought about women. And I have a whole theory around this when it pertains to the sexuality in this topic mm-hmm. um, and how other people are judgmental when it comes to thinking mm-hmm. how other people think. But, like, yeah, it's normalized. You thought, yeah. you didn't, you're not in everybody's head, right? So yeah, you don't know, I don't how know. other girls think yeah. when and it comes to that. Girls are so damn complimentary and just, just, we have a lot of fluidity just overall in the gender. But. I think it's, it's like uh, for a lot of women, you're allowed, especially societally, yes, you're allowed to sure, express emotions sure. and like showing physical touch and mm-hmm. emotional like uh, gratitude or mm-hmm. support yeah. is normalized amongst women um, and amongst women in heterosexual uh, ways as well. So it's like that blurred line, mm-hmm. if you don't know any different. And nobody distinguishes and says, hey, this is me saying, uh, put uh-huh. my flag in the ground. Yes. Bye, bride. <laughs> you know what I'm hey, saying? Bye, bye, bye. So until that <laughs> happens, it's like, yeah, y'all are just out here flirting and complimenting each other all willy-nilly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of normalization, I also preferred lesbian porn. That's very... um. Very normalized. Very, yeah, that's very normalized. Like, think about it. So, yeah, so I'm sure there's signs now that should have told me, hey, check, you know, look in, look within. <laughs> but because it was so, so normalized true. in our I've society, and I also wasn't in anybody else's head, I didn't know, you know? So, yeah. yes, I've, I've been by all my life, but I didn't accept it until 2018 check out our previous podcast episode rocky's coming out journey where mm. i rehash it all yeah, um including how my mother responded when i came out and all that i was a heavy episode yeah um 
And then I feel like we've had an episode on homosexuality and hypermasculinity. Mm-hmm. I think there was mm-hmm. a part one, part two to that one. I think we did a LGBTQ plus and ally episode. Like we've we've done some some episodes specifically regarding yeah. the the LGBTQ plus community. Um, mm-hmm. So definitely check out those episodes. Especially if you're looking for like black representation and takes on that. Speaking of someone, uh, is, is me saying, uh, all right, well, whatever. So, I mean, yeah, we can ask it. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, all right. So the next question is, what is your experience with the queer community? Okay, so, yeah, this leads into it. So my experience with the queer community is kind of like alluding to what I was talking about previously in my first answer. We didn't even flip the coin, did we? I know. But I want to, I like, yeah, I want to hear your perspective you hear on perspective? this. Because I'm the person who's so by. So basically, by default, I'm winning all these coin choices. I mean, we you, can flip the you, next one. Yeah. All right, let's flip it for fun. Okay. But I'm going to go. All right. You know what? It don't matter. I'm so confident that I'm going to win. Okay. That it don't even matter. All right. You hear me, people? I hear you. I'm going in. Calling heads again. Okay. What's up? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> what the <laughs> I feel like a whole lot of cheating is happening. Hey yo. <laughs> okay, look y'all. What I got. He looked at the coin prior hold on, hold to on, flipping. Hold on. Look, look, why she, she before my, he my flipped it on his my head. Look, we over we coin he flipping over coin here. Again. We coin flipping over saying. here. We professionals. Don't worry about what's going on over here. I'm going first. What is your experience with the queer community? <laughs> I'm an honest man. I would never. Mm. Um, <laughs> all right, for real. Uh, loss of coin toss, regardless of that. Um, my experience with the queer community, like I was saying before, it's like, for me, being a straight guy, mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I am like very non-judgmental, especially when it comes to sexuality. I've always been the one who takes a stance of like, yo, you're a man or a woman, or anyone, or any uh, person in between that. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my other folks. You know, I see y'all. <laughs> um, it's not my business what you do sexually. Like, why would it be unless we're doing something sexually? So for me to judge and put that on you and then act towards you differently because of that doesn't make any sense at all in my mind. Even, like, before... I got more information as obviously dating someone who's within the community. I get a lot, a lot more. Yeah, I be educated. Right. I'm but, like, ooh, look what I learned. <laughs> I'm like, oh damn, another another term. Oh, Some shit. of the terms, yeah. <laughs> great, another another letter. <laughs> great. This is this is going great. <laughs> it be too much for me sometimes. So. I'm like, like I said, very non-judgmental. But <laughs> goddamn, can y'all shorten these acronyms? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot, but every one of those identities. Z. Now you know all of your ABCs. Yeah, some people call it alphabet soup. But every one of those identities are valid and important. Very they, much so. And they deserve to be recognized. Very much so. It's just a learning curve to yes. this. <laughs> all it's right, y'all. All at once. <laughs> right. So if there are people, especially like a, a person who is straight and is trying, like. Um, for me, because I have you as a partner, mm-hmm. I get to know a lot more of these things and it's like break, broken down to me, um, in a way that's digestible, mm-hmm. pretty much like on a weekly basis, um, maybe even daily, depending on like, you know, 
with what's going on in the world. You definitely learned a lot more when I was in the beginning and I was questioning. Because yes. I did a lot of research then. Right. Yeah. But it's like, that's how I got that connection to the community where it's like most of my friends, mm. um, mostly women though, not going to lie. I don't know about men mm-hmm. that are bisexual or on that spectrum outside of being like just straight. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's because they might be attracted to me and they don't feel right like saying that because they don't know how that would feel about the relationship, the friendship between it the two of them. It doesn't even have to do with attraction to you. It's the fact that you're a black man and we will get into that within our next one. Okay. So uh, Is that when you get to go first on? Because I don't yes, really know. but I want to answer uh, the question about what my experience is. Yeah, yeah for sure. Hold on. Almost done. Uh, almost. Okay. Almost. Right. Almost. Um, and then when it comes to women... Mm-hmm. Friendship wise, I've also had a lot of friends who are like in the queer community uh, at the very least. But now, lately, when I've been dating, I don't think I've dated or went out with a, a woman. straight, yeah, yeah, a straight woman since damn, like since I had 25, 26, since I had 26. Yeah, and I'm 29 now, so that three years of dating, it's been all women that at least identify somewhat on that spectrum. Of sexuality, and it's not just like, oh, I'm straight, I'm strictly diggly. Mm-hmm. Nah, like, there's been some type of swerve and curve going on. So, flexibility, some fluidity, you know, flowing in that motherfucker. So, something's going on where it's like that acceptance or that attitude of the way I carry myself, something where people from this community are like, hey, what's up? Let's talk, let's connect, let's vibe. So, I'm appreciative of it because it's widened my perspective on human beings. It's made me a better person. It's made me more empathetic and caring. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's allowed me to give other straight guys, especially other black men, like, I think, a perspective. So if you're watching this and you're like, oh, we're going to go through over a whole bunch of other things, but I think just me even be able to talk about these conversations openly and not be all weirded out and to be able to joke about certain things, like the whole alphabet thing. Like, I can joke about that without being disrespectful mm-hmm. to the community. The joke is about how things are changing so quickly, mm-hmm. not about how that community doesn't need representation or whatever else like that. So I think maybe because I walked that line, I've had interactions, pleasant interactions mm-hmm. with the community. You're That's also, my guess. You're also securing yourself. Yes. <laughs> Damn. Um, it's like you pier- pierced through somebody's soul just now. Know, Somebody was watching, I'm like just saying. Oh, and I remember, I remembered our previous podcast episode. It was homophobia and hypermasculinity. I think mm. I said homosexuality. So homophobia. I'm glad and, you know these titles. She on it. Hypermasculinity. I make up titles or, or other things, and I forget it like a week later. What was the last episode? <laughs> <laughs> Lovers and friends. Check it what out. It? See, I was about to say laughing my pain. Look at that. <laughs> I can't keep up with this shit. <laughs> But anyway, maybe um, what is your experience? Because, yeah, I want to hear yours. So it's actually fascinating because even though it took me until I was, how old was I? 26? Until I was 26, 26 to, nah. It was, yeah, it was 26. Um, that was a I, very I trust, long year. I trust your year, timeline better than mine. Very long year. My um, mind is all blurred together. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so it wasn't until I was 26 that I accepted and embraced my sexuality. However, I had always been a gay rights advocate because mm, okay. to me, it did not make sense to discriminate and oppress a group of people for who they were attracted to. 
Come on now. Like, like what that got to do with you? Especially <laughs> as a black woman who receives yeah. a whole lot of oppression and discrimination from, already. From the job. Why would I intentionally try to discriminate against other people? One, doesn't matter who the people is, just discriminate against somebody else. And definitely, why would I uphold laws or support laws that oppressed those people from marrying each other, from mm-hmm. adopting children, from um, having custody over children? Like, why would I do that? That makes no sense. They're just trying to live their life. They're just, it's just love, people. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. It never made any sense to me either. But, At all. Yeah. So, yeah, I've always been a gay rights advocate. Um but I did not know a thing <laughs> prior. <laughs> like, like once I did, once I was questioning and I was doing my research and I was diving in into becoming a part of the community, I didn't, I didn't know anything prior. Like as much as I was a gay rights advocate, I was not in the community. I did not mm. know. I did not know. <laughs> well, yeah. What what things do you feel like you didn't know that are like so significant and important to you now that you're like, I can't believe these were blind spots to me before. I mean, all of the words and definitions for sure. Like, there's a language associated with it. It's a culture. It's yeah, a community, sure. you know? True. And That's it's true. like, I was, even though I was supportive of that community and of that culture, I was outside, outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So once I got in it, I was like, oh, you shit. You weren't invited to the cookout. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> like, it was like, thank you for supporting the cookout. But like, thank you for bringing the cups. You know? <laughs> you, you can't stay. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, I definitely learned a whole lot. Um, but even though I was a gay rights advocate, I still had, uh, queer friends. So when I was young, we're talking elementary, middle school, I actually had some of my guy friends come out to me and then we were processing how for them to come out to their parents. Yeah. So like they felt safe enough with me to like have that conversation. That's good. So kind of like the opposite on my end. Like mm-hmm. guys don't like. I know that I know I had have had to have interacted with somebody, um, a guy or one of my friends who's at least by at least just statistically speaking, yeah. you know, somebody. Mm-hmm. But none of them have ever come out to me. Whereas you, all these guys came out to you like it was easy. Well, again, I'm I'm very like I'm an advocate, so like right, I'm right. very open and out there about it. You so, know, question within the question, okay. just because I'm curious. Yeah, about yeah, stuff. yeah. If you felt like okay, so yeah, I'm just putting in a, a scenario. You let me know your thoughts. If I was more of an advocate, because I was more of a person who supported if someone was I wasn't like proactive. I was more like reactive. If that makes sense when it comes to fighting for the rights or standing up for people. Mm-hmm. So it's like if somebody's picking on somebody gay, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm not like going to a march. Or I'm not like, um, yeah, I'm not proactive about it. It's like I'm, I'm always reacting to some shit that already happened. Now, I understand the benefits of being proactive. But like, do you think if I was more proactive back then, like in high school, that somebody would have... Probably. You think so? Yeah. Because then it... Mm. Yeah, it would have been outward. Like, you, they would have known what you're about. Because that's the thing with coming out to people. You don't know how they're going to respond. Mm. You know? Like, I knew how my mom was going to respond. I don't know why anybody was surprised. But I wouldn't. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, so so because I was so so much of an advocate, yeah, they did feel safe um, coming to me. Mm-hmm. And it's also interesting because, yeah, there is, and again, this is going into the next question, um, and I'm not ready for it yet, but there is, um, 
you know, there is difference. There's differences oh, being yeah. a cis woman or cis man and having a sexuality other than heterosexual. Mm-hmm. There is a difference in that coming out journey. Yes. Um, and the reactions to that. Exactly. <laughs> so, and, and trans or any of the gender identities is an entirely different story. Um, not as accepted at all at all like (laughs) that's like yeah so and power to you all for embracing your truth and being who you are we definitely need to support you you definitely need representation we definitely need benefits rights and protections in this country right and i'm gonna work on being more proactive that's my uh because even through the stages of high school like i think high school Maybe like at the end of like mm-hmm. senior year mm-hmm. is when I might have been more like reactive. Even back in the day, it was like I was more neutral. I was like just like I knew it was fucked up. I wouldn't say nothing because mm-hmm. it's like that puts me in a situation yeah. where I might be vulnerable. Yeah. It's like damn, let me just shut up. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking at it like why are y'all picking on these motherfuckers? Yeah, yeah. I was I was the proactive one because you know and reactive. So it's, it do, it does take courage, especially as, as a man as, in that environment, mm-hmm. to like be like yo fuck out of here with that. I think it's a lot easier to stand up for women, and maybe that's why. For me, mm, that's like a maybe a easier thing to do. Like if you're queer and you're a woman, it's mm-hmm. like yo, what you doing to her? When it's like a guy, maybe I think maybe he can handle it or something mm-hmm. else. Um, that's interesting. I don't know. That's interesting. Um, now in high school, and maybe. Middle school. I did have lesbian friends mm-hmm. and I did have bi friends. And it was like known. Um, like they were they were out. And I was cool with them. Like, yeah. I was I was cool with it. Um It was actually interesting because like in my uh friend group mm. that I was talking about on Lovers and Friends, check out our last podcast. Episode. Lovers and Friends. Um uh the group of six I had in high school. So two of them were bi and they were actually dating each other. Mm. Yeah. Um, and actually, uh, she, uh, one of them was the one who dated the guy that I was friends with for years. We just talked about it in the last episode. What did I say it before? I don't remember. Um, yeah, you know how much editing I do? That's <laughs> true. Okay, well, anyways, one of my friends who was bi was dating her girlfriend who was also my friend and also dating a guy who I had been friends with. So that was actually non-monogamy and I didn't even realize right, that. Right, I, I put my hands on I was like, so y'all was just all dating each other? No. <laughs> In some way. There's too many connections. I was like, oh, I can't follow it. Oh my god! I ain't gonna lie, I ain't really trying. You didn't, cause I'm like, that's why like two connections. That's a v. It's like two dots, and I'm like, no, nope, wait, it's that's only a v, and I'm friends with them. <laughs> <laughs> like that's. Uh, I was like, nope, too complicated. I don't want to think that way. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I had a lot of experience with the queer community, and when I got older, when I was an adult, I went to gay bars, gay clubs. Ooh. Like I was, yeah, I was very just. And that was just honestly just refreshing because it's guys are cis men, cishet men can be creepy as fuck and just, yeah. And clubs and shit is, why are you like, you're not one of those. I know. <laughs> I'm just an example of, of a man who you describe other than the negative characteristics. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, sometimes going to a gay uh, bar or club was nice, and I enjoyed the culture and the community. Um, now I have had women approach me when I thought I was straight. Um, like mm. at Hampton, I did. 
Multiple Ooh, times. somebody was shooting a shot. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just like, oh no, thank you. You know, I don't. That's usually yeah. the reaction. I don't think a lot of women get like upset. Yeah, no. Because not a lot of women approach it like I. At least I don't know. Maybe there are, but I don't think a lot of women go in like hard and aggressively at women like that mm-hmm. when they're trying to shoot their shot. Yeah. But maybe there are different, you know, experiences. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think that that's about that's it. For that, for your experiences within the queer community. Well, I've loved expanding my queer community since I've been in the Bay. Like, and oh, yeah. now that I've accepted myself, you got yeah, I have friends. I'm like intentionally building my queer community here, and I love it. I'm unintentionally building mine. <laughs> like I said, yeah. it's just like a magnet. <laughs> I don't be doing nothing. I just be living my life, and then, hey. <laughs> How you doing? Oh, you're bi too? Okay, that's cool. You're queer? Oh, all right. And then next thing you know, I'm just surrounded by queer women. And I'm like, it's kind of nice. It's kind of nice. All right, uh, next question. Let's get this queen flipping thing going. Call it. What you got? Tails. Tails. Ooh, head sorry. Yeah. Okay. Guess who's winning today, even though I cheated in the last round. Ooh. Oh, so you admit that you cheated. What are you talking about? <laughs> Who said that? You. I feel like there was a win it's that came. It's recorded. There was a win that it's came It's on a tape. <laughs> and whispered something. I don't recall. Anyways. Anyways. The question is, and this is a good question that I wanted you to answer first anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this question is, why are bisexual men viewed as less masculine? Ooh, okay. Um, why are bisexual men viewed as less masculine? Mm-hmm. I think there is something about, uh, <laughs> so I think there's something about our perception sexually, and oh, bear with me. I'm really trying to break this down so everybody gets where I'm coming from. Um, so if I fuck up, eh, you know, forgive me, and then you know, move on. <laughs> uh. I think there's something about it societally that associates penetration with masculinity mm. and um, being penetrated mm-hmm. with femininity. So, obviously, when it comes to anal sex and uh, heterose- um, homosexual men Yo, having sex. you right. Keep talking. You know? You feel <laughs> me? Like, it ain't, a, it ain't mm-hmm. a bad theory. This, this is my, mm-hmm. my thoughts. I haven't done any like, you know, research on mm-hmm. any of this stuff, but it seems that way. Um, and so when people think about two men having sex, they think of one man, whichever man is on the bottom, yeah, who's top. literally the bottom. That's what they call them. Yeah. The bottom or the top. Mm-hmm. That's what they, that's. The position. Look at me knowing shit. Look know. at me knowing shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, we ain't all the same. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, we ain't all, all straight men ain't all the same. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? We got, we got, we, we, we out here trying be inclusive, be accepting. You know what I'm saying? Be empathetic. Anyways, but yes. So, when somebody thinks of somebody as the bottom, I think they naturally think of them being feminine. Um, or submissive. Submissive. Not aggressive. Not assertive. Not the person who's going in, but mm-hmm. the person who's being penetrated. Mm. Why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> Drive home the point. Drive home the point. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I noticed it like halfway through, I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but 
but yes, um, I just think there's that association with it. So every time uh, somebody thinks about like that bottom, they think about that. And then when you think about uh, bisexuality, they, if you want to be like a bottom bisexual man, when you're having sex with a um, another man, the women also might view it that same way. So mm-hmm. you can't. The woman thinks of you as like you want to be a bitch, or you want to be submissive, or you want to be like you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever weak association um, she may have and attribute in her mind. Because you no longer want to penetrate her, but you want to be penetrated by another man. Mm-hmm. So. That's my theory. I think there's just a lot of fixation on the mechanics of mm-hmm. sex when it comes to that and whether or not receiving is seen as like passive, more feminine, and giving and actually penetrating is seen as more dominant, assertive, manly. So when people are bisexual, uh, well, men specifically are, are labeled or identify themselves as bisexual, it's like... One side when you're dealing with women is you're a man because you're penetrating. Mm. And then the other side is like, at least what people go to when they associate um, two men, it's like, oh, well, you like giving me ass. Nobody ever says you like, when you think about it, like the, even when you're trying to be derogatory towards like a bisexual man, like in the movies or whatever, like, mm-hmm. oh, what you like in the ass? That's what you like. That's what they say. They say like, oh, you're as if that's like a bad thing. They never actually ask um, or say, oh, you like, you know, being the dominant. Like, I don't know. I I haven't seen that word. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's not, right? At all. Like, no one's like, oh, you like being the top. Right. Nobody ever says that. <laughs> so this is why I have this theory. Yeah. Y'all it's, let me know in the comments. I, like, I'm like, shit, I ain't thinking about it before, but you're let, making a let, lot of let sense. Me, <laughs> let the straight man know what's up. Am I, do I have something here? Mm-hmm. You know? Let, let a brother know in these comments. I definitely want to know this one. Yeah. Coming from my perspective. So, light these comments up. Mm -hmm. All right? I think I'm going to do this for the question. Okay. For the question of the week. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. But that's my take on it. You know. So, I definitely want to piggyback off of what you were saying because it's still good? Yeah, yeah. We still good. Okay. Um, I actually was having this conversation today on Facebook. Oh, for real? Yes. Okay. Because a woman Mm -hmm. was saying that her husband... (laughs) Wanted to have anal sex with her. Right. And everybody was like, he's gay. Mm. And I'm like... I've had an ex say that before, too. And I'm like, but it's... Or no, actually, that was a different conversation. This conversation (laughs) was about her eating his ass. So... Wait a minute. Rim shot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, basically, anal activity with men. Okay? Um... And yeah, people just (laughs) automatically associate it with gay. And to me, that shows insecurity on your part because you are with a woman. Like, (laughs) like it doesn't like you have totally associated an act with your view and and shaming and judgment of that of that identity. When it's like you are literally with a woman, you are literally attracted to women. So so what if you're doing this act with a woman? Anything to do with the butt, it's like that's gay. Yeah. <laughs> Anything to do? Nope, that's gay. And then like somebody was in the comments like, "Yo, you do know the male uh, G spot is in the prostate? Like that's just it's mm-hmm. 
It's a given. I'll be honest, y'all. I don't know if I'm ever found that one. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm real good with the other kind of orgasms. So, yeah. you know, y'all go ahead. It's be not great, for everybody. though. Be great out there. But um, but I'm yeah, it's so I I definitely <laughs> I definitely yeah I can definitely see that it's making a lot of sense. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm, I'm hyped that my theory might have some validity to it. I don't know, but hey, I yeah I see I see some validity, and I'm like for some people, yeah, that sounded about right. You you you. <laughs> All right. So why are bisexual men viewed as less masculine? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So I actually had to confront this when I had a client who was a bisexual man Mm. for the first time. Like I've had uh, queer women. I've had trans. I've had a trans woman, trans man. Um, I've had some uh, adolescents who are in the queer and trans community. Um, But he was my first bisexual man and he was coming to me because he was struggling with his bisexuality because of how people view black bisexual Mm. men and i was like fuck i gotta confront the shit within so i can help him okay so just so everybody understands you go into this having some preconceived you have biases right right so you you already have these things in your mind so what you're doing as a therapist is basically deconstructing those things so that you can help the client yes correct okay right so you want to make sure everybody got it yes 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 because yeah i was like well you know i wasn't opposed to deconstructing that okay but I recognized that you had to, that I had to, and, and that I had biases. Right, and that's the most important thing I think. Like um, outside of therapy, because obviously not everybody's gonna be a therapist. We understand that, <laughs> but like that's the key to making these connections and better understanding somebody. If you know yourself and you know what biases you have, then you can deconstruct them. But if mm-hmm. you're just thinking like, "Oh, I'm tolerant to whatever," how many times through this video have I said, "Well, I don't know for sure," but y'all let me know. Mm-hmm. That's the key. I don't know all this shit, but like the point is to have these discussions so that I can learn and be better at it. Exactly. And knowledge is limitless. Like life is on, ever dog. changing. So there's always opportunities. There's always to gonna learn. be another letter in that goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> all right. They're trying they're to gonna make up letters. They're, they're trying to start I, cutting I it you. off. They're trying I to they're trying to they're gonna make up a they're letter. They're trying to start cutting it off. Like I've I've seen some other uh whole like, new alphabet. Yeah, they are because they're like this is doing too much. So they're like trying to like Wait, they are. So I forget what it is. It's like sexual marginalized communities or something like that. Like it's something to I know we'll be able up. to keep up. Right. It's something to sum it up because yeah, like people in the community against I like shit. Oh <laughs> shit, y'all about to have your whole like language. Y'all gonna be coming up to each other like yes, it is. Oh, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just had your whole other yeah, language. For sure. God damn. All right. So, um, so within this deconstruction that I was doing, mm-hmm. I was looking at <laughs> how people were defining masculine. Mm. And that changed everything. Because mm. within my my research in just defining masculine, I realized that masculine energy and feminine energy exists outside of humanity. Yeah. It's that to me it's that yin and yang, man. Yes. It's it's, it's the sun and the moon. Yes. It's, it's it's everywhere. It's the, the earth and the sky. It's it's um it's logic and intuition. It's mm-hmm. you know like 
it's things that exist outside of us, but also we all have it, all of it. We all have a spectrum of masculine energy and feminine energy. We all have our leanings as far as where we feel comfortable internally, how we present ourselves, things like that. But recognizing that we all have masculine energy and feminine energy and the people Crucial. who are operating in this in this mentality of viewing a person as less than based on their own definition of masculinity that has more to do with patriarchy and misogyny um, than it does with actual masculine energy, these actual characteristics that exist outside of humanity. I was like, oh, they're unbalanced. Right. And that's, I'm all about that balancing kick. It's like, to deny yourself of one side, whether you're masculine or uh, you lean towards more masculine or feminine, mm-hmm. is to deny part of your existence, and that's when you become off balance. That's why you feel like you have to compensate for other things. So to me, the perfect example is, since we're talking about black men, let's say you're a, a bi black man mm-hmm. who is having troubles truly accepting not only his sexuality, but the ties to femininity that go along with that. And, and that, and that's what I was going to say as well, because not only is the, the actual sex act that people view as less masculine, mm. but also just affection between two men. They're like, that's Oh my true. God, what is this? This is like confronting all my shit of what I perceive as affection. But that's going into one, the how feminine energy and femininity is treated as inferior and masculine yeah. is superior. Exactly. <laughs> so it's that because one, not only are you uh, treating men as superior and women as inferior, it's also the mind is superior to emotions. Right. And, and the emotions That's how you are treated heartless as inferior. Exactly. And start making decisions so like, only off of profit or whatever else. Exactly. Is. So these men are just unbalanced and then putting their views on everybody. And it's right. like, you know, I'm going to need you to just be, become balanced with your own feminine energy, with your own masculine energy. Because what you think is masculine, that shit is toxic. That's not like healthy masculine energy. You're not balanced. So it. what I've noticed about. Um, when there's a disproportionate like l- like leaning to one side mm-hmm. and there's like this um, imbalance is that the counteraction to that is not necessarily trying to understand the other side so not trying to understand the more feminine side if you're naturally more masculine it's you putting a character over what that is mm-hmm. so that you don't have to actually do the work you know what I'm saying so yeah. it's like it's like making an excuse. Um, go to the same example. So somebody's by, they have a problem accepting their um, feminine, femininity within their sexuality. Mm-hmm. And then they try to hyper-focus on being masculine to mask the fact that they don't have an in-tune like, mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. and... Um, with, with themselves, like on a sexual level, when it comes to their femininity and when it comes to their, yeah, their sexuality in general. Yeah. So it's like they will go hard on like I'm hella aggressive, or, I'm doing all that other stuff. So and thinking that that will attract more women, which will validate their masculinity more, and what? then va- validate the fact that they don't need that feminine side. So then that cycle continues over and over again. Now, today, presently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Women are looking for emotional providers. Well, you know so. <laughs> I mean, a lot. Yes, but a lot are. A lot. Yes. Like, I'm going to need you to communicate. That's within it. I'm going to need you to healthily express your emotions. That's within it. I'm going to need you to regulate regulate your emotions. That's within it. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to need you to get your emotional growth work on. Word. And that's, with, that's balancing your feminine energy. Yeah, there's so much beautiful things about femininity and masculinity. Yes. So it's like, that's why we I like... both. <laughs> I, I, I can appreciate so many things about men because of the things that I value mm-hmm. within myself mm-hmm. as masculine traits. Mm-hmm. But the same thing I can say about women. It's like, that, especially for me, like I admire and appreciate so many feminine characteristics that women have just naturally. Um, it allows me to grow and stretch myself because... For me, at least in my life, women have created an environment of vulnerability that, yeah, allows me to grow. If I can't be vulnerable in a, an environment, it's going to stunt my growth. Mm-hmm. Just because being emotional is a huge part of you leveling up. Like, you knowing your emotions and why you feel that way leads you to either counteract that with a, a changed behavior mm-hmm. or embrace it and understand that it's okay. And then you aren't holding on to the feeling of like, oh, man. I cried. So I need to man up. Like, if you understand that, like, that's part of who you are and you've accepted it, you're like... And you're human. Oh, I cried? Yeah, what's up? Oh, you trying to shame me over crying? You must be... You must be... Got, you must have something going on with you. And first of all, crying is a release. Okay? Otherwise, that energy is going to stay in your body. Right. <laughs> gotta get out. You know? <sighs> but yeah, you know, it's rough out here for... A lot of bi men, you know, mm-hmm. it ain't easy. Yeah. And that kind of goes into my next question of why does bi erasure, <laughs> really, really? It got perfectly said. Heads, I call heads. In my... <laughs> no, it does not work. Let's go. The quarter got stuck in my bracelet. Nope. Perfectly. Heads. Let's go. Anyways, I win again. <laughs> yes. Why does bi erasure happen? Well, since I won, I guess I should answer this question. Hmm. I think it happens kind of similar to what we were saying before. Um, and I'll, I'll let you break the, break down the definition mm-hmm. <laughs> fully because I might fuck that up. <laughs> but my understanding of it is like it's a lot easier to erase the option of, of the yang or the yin mm-hmm. when you're all one side because... If you can just be like, oh, the whole world is yin or the whole world is yang, you don't have to deal with the fact that there's another part of you that you know is there that you haven't explored that might make you more uncomfortable. So when it comes to bisexuality, there are a lot of men and women that are like struggling with their feelings and attraction to the same sex. But because it's such a struggle and they haven't accepted that, they want to label others as oh no you're just straight or you're just gay because if i have to deal with that internal struggle if i accept that there is such thing as bisexuality liking more than one sex or one uh two more than two more than two more than two genders genders then that means that i have to deal with my own shit but if everybody has to choose one, mm-hmm. 
then I'm off the hook. I don't gotta do that. I just gotta I just gotta make sure that you aren't expressing the wrong thing and that you aren't confused. Mm-hmm. When in actuality, you're the one who hasn't done enough exploration into your attraction to that same sex. Those little thoughts that come into your mind that you be trying to push down. Yeah, you. <laughs> you haven't done that and you haven't accepted that part of you. Um, and I've thought this a lot as, as somebody who's straight. I never, because I'm that far in the, uh, on the spectrum when it comes to my sexuality and being straight, like, I don't have any attraction to men whatsoever. I can tell when a guy has, like, the characteristics of someone who's attractive, like, yeah. you know, perceived as perceived attractive, as attractive mm-hmm. to, like, the general population. Mm-hmm. I can do that. Um, but in terms of me being like, oh, shit. That, I can't even fake it. I was trying to do it. And I'm like, I don't even know what to say. Like, what is the thing that I would say? Oh, shit, his... See, can't do it. But but there are those who can, and they have those thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they feel like they have to erase the option of it. Because if there's an option, if the reality is that you can be attracted to more than one, then you have to deal with those feelings. You can't just be like, nope, these feelings don't exist. Because it's impossible. Because, nope, you're either straight or you're gay. And I'm clearly straight because I don't want to be gay. Because what comes with that is a lot of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be bi. Nope, this, that's too much. That would be confusing. Like, it's mm-hmm. all fear. It's all that stuff. So that's why I think a lot of people want to just erase the whole identity, the whole category of bisexuality. Because it's scary as fuck if you, if you feel like you're, you, you don't know how to deal with those feelings, you know? That's my, my thoughts. I think it's just fear. And because I am lucky in some ways, I, I would say, but it's, it's just privileged. me being me. Yeah, privileged. There we go. Mm-hmm. Perfect word. That I'm straight. I don't have those thoughts, so I never try to erase anybody's identity. I'm like more trying to understand it. Mm-hmm. But if I did have those thoughts and I was trying to deny them, mm-hmm. I might try to deny the existence of bi people altogether just so I don't got to deal with my shit. That's my thoughts, but uh, break it down for for real, for real, since you know exactly what you're talking about. Um, so I'm gonna give you all the definition of bi erasure in a, I don't know in a about minute, this. <laughs> um, just because you kind of have to know in order to really understand this question. But I will say that I think I agree with with what you were saying. I think that just as a whole, this world <clears throat> thinks in black or white thinking. Yes. So and, true. and they do not think in the gray. So that would go to the extremes yeah, yeah. of the mm-hmm. spectrum. Like you're either gay or you're straight or, you know, homosexual or heterosexual. Right. Like it's just pick the extremes, choose either or. It's not looking at any of the in-between. Um, and bisexuality is that in-between. Um, so I think as a whole, that's why bi erasure happens. Mm. Um, but what's interesting, especially being a bi woman, mm-hmm. is that... Uh, when I've been in these Facebook groups um, for queer women, lesbians do not like some, some, not all, some lesbians do not like bi women. And it's either because we, like if we're non-monogamous, we have dick and they don't want dick in our vaginas because they can taste it or something or they're concerned about STDs. Like it's some real, some shit. Shit. Um, 
And then, Some you know, spicy tea. there's gold star lesbians who pride themselves on they've never had any nah, kind of you know intimate, have to break that down. Have not have any kind of intimate interactions with men. And That's what like a gold that. star lesbian is. Yes. So it's like, I want a gold star. I ain't had no dick. Yeah. You get a gold star. Um, so there's so there's that end. Um, and there's also by erasure with like, yeah, there's still shit in the queer community for bisexual people like we still get shit in the queer community which is fucking ridiculous to me and i was pissed when i figured it out because i was like bitch you already know, you know what, what? Discre- discrimination feels in like some ways hell. that that comforts me because it's like bullshit in, in, every, in so, every every group yeah oh you light skin oh you don't i mean skin. there's still white supremacy in the lgbtq plus community oh I'm, that's why i fuck with the black and brown i can only imagine cutie poc cutie pock um but yeah, so there's that end, like and that. then on, good one. and then on the other end, as a bi woman dealing with men, it's in these groups, it's the hypersexualization of women as sexual objects, and only to satisfy the men. Ah, so like the whole you're bi, so that we can have a threesome, yes. and I can have two women, yes. and I get my freak on, and then yes. y'all can go ahead. Yes. Okay. Yes. I understand that. I definitely think there was a point where I was like, "Oh shit, what's the problem? Two women? You, I get two women. That that that's the lens of bisexuality I looked at. Um, whenever I, uh, I think like this is probably like high school times. Mm-hmm. Wherever I thought of like a bisexual woman, I was like, and I wasn't even thinking about bisexual women then <laughs> at that time. When I thought about a bisexual woman, I thought like, oh yeah, we about to get a pop with threesome. That's the automatic thought is towards sex. So mm-hmm. I could definitely see that being a thing where." You're maybe accepted, but only accepted through the lens of my sexual pleasure. Exactly, and and that's where the fuck so that shit happened to. Exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's it's a lot of shit. So we get stuff from straight people. We get stuff from queer people. It's just it's just shit. So, mm. what contributes to bi erasure, and what are you doing to promote bi visibility? Oh shit! Here we go. Let me step our shit up. Mislabeling bi people as lesbian, gay, or straight, even when they are out as bi. Mm-hmm. I.e. Alan Cumming? Cumming? Or Lady Gaga. So sometimes, yes, they will uh, identify a celebrity who has come out as bisexual or any of the bi plus identities. Mm-hmm. And, and they will call them gay or lesbian. It's like, no, pause. Um, actually, my friend did that the other day. She was like, Oh, with the whole Andrew Gillum thing? Oh, no. Uh, but he came out as bi. But, yeah, people are... I saw people, some of that. Yeah, people don't accept that. But, yeah, it Ooh. was like um, saying that I'm not gay because of something referencing sex. And I was like... Wait, she, so I, but, she was telling you? Yeah, that I'm not gay. Oh, she was like personally telling you. Yes. Wow. And I was like, yes, I'm not gay. <laughs> like, I never said I was, you know? Like, I am bi. Like, I never... When my acceptance came, it was with bi and queer. Those are the identities that I identify with. So you never ever said like gay. I was gay. And then even saying, so let me see what else. Um. So even like just gay as fuck or like that's hella gay. Like even that uh, erases bisexuality. So I've oh, changed my language shit. for that and I'll say queer. Oh, like that was hella queer moments, or you see, know, like something like that. I see. I wouldn't have got that one. Yeah, because it's like I don't want to erase myself, nor other people <laughs> right. 
uh, in it because it's like, yeah, I there's fluidity. It's not just at the end of the spectrum. So hella queer. Mm-hmm. Are you queer, queer as fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, okay, all right. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably not gonna use that that much because that's again one of terms that would be used more in, in the, the community. In the community. Yeah. So, but it's good to know. I didn't even think about that perspective on it. Yeah. Uh, some mm. other things that contribute to bi erasure: denying bisexuality exists. Like people really Talk be doing that, that mm-hmm. when it's the LGBTQ plus community. And then only considering a person either gay or straight, depending on the sex of the person's partner. Ooh, that point oh, is important. Okay. It's that, um, and this is something I'm going to go into the deep dive as well, is that. Yeah, it doesn't like I'm in a um, heteronormative relationship right so, now. Yeah, my my partner is a cishet man, right? So presenting wise, it could look like I'm straight. You know, it could look like that. Like, but do your research, do your Google. Straight passing, um, is what they call it, and they people can say, "Oh, you're not really bi because you're with a with your with the opposite sex," and it's like, no, it doesn't matter the the sex or the gender of my partner. It is my individual identity. It does. It doesn't matter if I have no partners. It doesn't matter if I've only been with men. It doesn't bi. matter if I've only been with women. It mm-hmm. doesn't matter if I've been with whoever uh, gender. Um, because bisexual isn't that. And as far as like only cis uh, gendered people. So yeah, break check, that down. Check too. out no. Check out the deep dive for that. That's where I go in with that. Oh, um, right, 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 right. yeah, so, so, you yeah, know, uh, but yeah, it doesn't depend. It does. My partner does not determine my identity. Okay. So yes, that, yeah, and I was co-signing all that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you, baby. <laughs> all right. Last one. Um, using non-inclusive language, gay marriage, gay or lesbian couples, even when bi people are in the couple. See, these are like, I wouldn't have thought of that either. Yeah. Oh shit. So, so I could definitely see how it's easy to do it because it's just something that's been normalized. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I think uh, going back to the Dave Chappelle joke, I know some of y'all don't like it, but I thought it was hilarious. I uh, like it. <laughs> it made sense. Yeah, it, it made perfect sense. There was certain people that are driving and like historically the gay, the gay been, white man. Yeah, right. So historically, <laughs> there have been people that have been at the front of the mm-hmm. car driving, making the moves, knowing where the navigation is. Whereas there have been passenger other people, seat is the white lesbian. Mm-hmm. While there have been other people pushed to the back, where it's mm-hmm. like they're along for the ride, but they don't have necessarily right. They don't have necessarily the previous infrastructure to create the you know mm-hmm. safe driving conditions that they want to, uh, for themselves to go in the right direction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, all that stuff was set up already. So everything basically within the queer community started from gay men, and mm-hmm. then. Everybody else, like from from underneath them, you get stuff underneath. Well, I don't it. know if it started with them. I just know in the beginning, lesbian and gay was at the those identities those were, the, were two. the forefront yeah, so of it's the like, movement, and then by because it was LGBT first. Um, now, I don't even remember. I remember it just being like, well, I don't remember exactly when I heard the the term or like the acronym of a LGBT. I don't remember exactly when that was. I don't either. Like first, I remember lesbian and lesbian gay. Lesbian and gay. I remember and then that. I I know there was it. There was a time period where it was just LGBT. It, the Q wasn't there yet. Yeah, the Q wasn't there. I think gra- mm, no grad school. The Q was there, brother. So maybe 
I don't know when the I don't, Yeah, I don't know. But, but yeah, so, and, and that's the thing, people. This is all culture. And culture changes. It is not Rapidly. something that is rigid in, in traditions and shit. Like culture, language, community changes. So even queer used to be a derogatory term, yeah, it but did. it's been reclaimed, you know? So, so yeah, shit changes. Get shit changes, it. people. Accept it. <laughs> you know? <sighs> Deep breath. Yes. <laughs> You're doing great, baby. Thank You're breaking you. it down for the people. I think they, I, I mean... As somebody who's straight, I know like you breaking down some of this information is very crucial and things that I didn't know. You know, obviously I know because I know you, but I wouldn't have known. And even some of the things that you brought up today, I didn't have a, a full grasp of. So mm-hmm. if you're watching, I think this is going to be uh, great and beneficial for you. And I hope that you enjoyed our first segment. Like, this is just the yeah. first one. Yeah, we got more We just heat up, baby. <laughs> What's up? And I'm excited for the next. All right, y'all. So we will catch you in the next one. Um, and we'll be right back. Yeah. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back, beautiful people. (laughs) And uh, we're going to jump into our either or segments. Yeah. Either or. Both. And. Look up. (laughs) All right. So for our first question, I am very fascinated to see which one you pick. I don't even know what this question is. So I'm fascinated, too. I'm excited, and I wanted to ask this question because there's a lot of um, stereotypes. Okay. And I want to force you into a black or white thinking to see which one you would have to choose, and then make you realize that you can't choose. <laughs> because kind of the whole point of our segment. Exactly. You know? That's what people we do. irritate my soul when they try to force people into these boxes. Yeah. Sorry. Without actually knowing anything about the individual person. That being said, hit me with the with the black or white. Hit me with it. That being said, are bi people monogamous or non-monogamous? Bi people are. You gotta choose. You gotta choose. They're non-monogamous. I am going to choose. Mm -hmm. All right, I don't like choosing, but I'm going to to choose monogamous just for the argument. Okay, all right. I want to hear this. Go ahead, argue. Argue away. Okay. (laughs) Um, So while I do think that people are actually a lot more non-monogamous than we know, um, (laughs) you know, I think it's just starting to be accepted. So more people are exploring it. So in reality, I think more people are non-monogamous than monogamous, but because a lot of people haven't found that, (laughs) you know, journey and acceptance Mm -hmm. and and embracing of that, I think more people are still monogamous, identify as monogamous. Mm -hmm. So therefore I think many bi people are monogamous. And I think that people who find out that someone is bi automatically assume that they can't live without the other gender and they really need to realize that they are in love with you as a person Mm. they want you as a person like them being bisexual has nothing to do with them being monogamous like if they're monogamous they're going to be monogamous you know that's that commitment um, and I think more people need to understand that there are bi people who are monogamous, hmm. um, truly without a doubt monogamous. <clears throat> um, so yeah, but there's also bi people who are non-monogamous. So why did you choose non-monogamous? 
Um, I just don't like the fact that I had to choose Minari. I know. That's really it. That's yeah. that's my real reason. Yeah. But I do have a question. So, mm-hmm. do you feel like there are are some people who identify as bi who are suffering in their monogamous relationships because they're not allowed within that context of that relationship that's monogamous to yes. explore their sexual or yes. romantic needs with the other yes. sex. Yes. There are so many, especially women, in the Facebook groups that I'm in who have come out to their male partners, mm-hmm. and it could be husbands, you know, they're married. A lot of times it is. And there is such a rejection to them exploring their sexuality. Because um, mm. it, it may have been they've never explored it before. And um, I was reading an article for one of the shows that we were doing. And it was saying that women um, later in life, like 30s, 40s, do have some sexual exploration that happens. Um, and that there was like a trend that, like a pattern that it was happening at a specific age. Um, so I don't know if that was happening within these, this context, but women were already with a male partner and yeah, uh, coming out as bisexual saying they wanted to explore with women. Um, but men were really jealous of that and secure around that. And yeah, they were struggling with him monogamy because of it. You know, I get it. So did you have anything else? Um, no, as you were saying, it made me think about my whole theory, um, that I was talking about before when it comes to, uh, the penetration being more masculine and all that. So I think if there are like women who are with, uh, men and they're identified as bi and they want to do other things with women, mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is taken as emasculation of the man. So he takes... Your desire, basically, to be with someone other than him in terms of his sex mm-hmm. uh, as an attack on him. As if, like, if I was manly enough, then you would want just me. You know? so that, It's literally what we don't want. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, he's making it about him as if, like, mm. if I had enough masculinity, you wouldn't want to do anything. But I'm not enough of a man. So it's like a judgment on himself because you want to be with women. Yes, that insecurity. Um, So, and then you tie that with the whole strap-on thing. Because that's what I think men get the most mad at is like going back to the whole penetration being more masculine. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you have a strap-on... And her stroke game better than yours? Ah! (laughs) Yeah, niggas gonna be tight. Niggas gonna be hot out here. Get your shit up. I'm just saying. (laughs) Work on your shit. Maybe that's part of the problem. You can't. It happens. You know. You know. Um, Erectile dysfunction is real out here. <laughs> do be. So I, I will recognize that I am non-monogamous. And also, mm-hmm. the fact that I'm bisexual eliminates, eliminates monogamy entirely for me. Like, I practice non-monogamy unknowingly when I was solely dating men. Mm-hmm. But the fact that I embrace like, like I was really over now. <laughs> yeah, it's like I like I don't want to have to choose. Like, no, why? I don't have to. No, I don't. So I'm not going to choose between You selfish. You selfish. You greedy. You greedy. And that's what people say about bisexual people. See, I, I'm on it, yo. I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, as someone outside the community, I'll be on my shit. I'm just saying. And to those people, <laughs> I would say, first off, you don't have to be with that person, okay? 
Like, I'm Facts. with a person who accepts me for who I am, both as a bisexual person and as a, as a non-monogamous person. I do, I do, I do. And I appreciate that. <laughs> because, and someone who doesn't force me to have relationships with him, because some of y'all in triads are doing that. Like, Wait, I, yeah, break that down. Like, As far as, like, a woman's not able to date separately from you. Like, it has to be a triad dynamic, a one-penis policy, that shit. Okay, so, like, that's the the law when it comes... Oh, shit, yeah, that's... hmm. Women be struggling out here. So, I'm very thankful for you as a partner. That's... I be coming to you every time I'm in these Facebook groups. I be like, I appreciate you. And I do appreciate, (laughs) like, that appreciation is, is very helpful with me in this journey. I think that is another thing that us as men and women have to do as especially when it comes to understanding each other in this bisexual like conversation mm-hmm. um is like our ability to have these conversations and then support one another and then look at it from a place of understanding rather than a place of like me judging you yeah. and then you getting like why are you judging me and you know that that back and forth doesn't help us in any way mm-hmm. so i think if anything if nothing else you get anything else from these videos that we're doing right now in this segment it's just i want people to open up the conversation between those within the lgbtq plus community and those who identify as just being straight and maybe like out of touch with that community like having those conversations could break a lot of stuff down because this whole conversation about bisexuality and then non-monogamy tied to it mm-hmm. it opens a lot of people's eyes just like how in your journey, it's like, like a legit. Yeah, I, the I exposure. Was, I was questioning my sexuality that went directly into non-monogamy. And then on the other side, fellas, if you straight or or my ladies, if you're straight, mm-hmm. it's like the more you know about this stuff and the more comfortable you are around it, it's more like confirmation and, and an affirmation uh, of your own sexuality. Right? So it's like the reason why I can have these conversations and I feel more comfortable and I feel more secure within my heterosexuality. To the point he went to a queer day party with me. It's all because I've been exposed <laughs> to this shit. Like if you were exposed to all this shit and again, you don't have that in your mind where it's like, oh man, I'm itching to do that. Mm-hmm. And if you're really straight, like you won't have a problem. You'll be like, oh shit, I never had that perspective before. Mm-hmm. But if you had those feelings and you got that little itch and you're not 100% straight on the spectrum of sexuality, which is okay, then you might have those thoughts. And maybe you need to explore those because it might be preventing you. You not understanding yourself fully sexually might be preventing you from being happy and living your best life Mm -hmm. with the best partners that you could have Mm -hmm. and the best dynamics that you could have. Mm -hmm. So that's all I'm saying. Like, just have these conversations. Either... If you're hella straight, you're going to get even more hella straight and confident in your straightness. <laughs> or you'll understand that like, damn, I, I am somewhere else on this spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I want to explore what that looks like. You can't lose by having these conversations in a civil and productive way. That's the keto. Civil. Productive. So I'm going to go to the... I'm going to change the order of the questions. Yeah, do you? That's a segue. So I'll follow your lead on this one. <laughs> for, our, for our next question, are more people on the spectrum of bisexuality mm. or are more people straight? All right. I'm going with more people on the spectrum of bisexuality. I'm going with more people on the spectrum of bisexuality. <laughs> like, the more I've, like, been around the community and the more I've, like, just explored and gotten to know people, 
therapy, life, all that, you know. I'm 29 now, mm-hmm. so I've gotten some, you know, some traveling experiences, all that. So, pretty wide range of experiences. And what I've noticed is that the idea of sexuality on a spectrum is very much true. And that there are a lot more people who are fluid mm-hmm. and don't identify um, strictly as as someone who's straight, like all the way on that spectrum, like how I am. And, and you I'm can, actually kind of rare. Yeah, 100% heterosexual. Or the flip, 100% homosexual. If you yeah, are 99% straight or 99% gay, that 1% is on that spectrum of bisexuality. Like you yep. in the middle somewhere, <clears throat> you know? So, yeah, I think more people fall into that spectrum. However, people do not acknowledge that. They don't explore that. They don't, like, um, have exposure around it. They just, especially, like, if you're 99%, you know? You know? So, yeah. yeah. like, why would I explore that one? It might get me fucked up. Uh, or have to deal with some shit you don't want to. That's, the, that's exactly <laughs> what they think. Like, I ain't trying to do that. Yeah. Nope, nope, nope. I'm good. But but because of that, I think at the end of the day, more people fall on that spectrum than the 100% extreme outliers. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I think a lot of people are just out here flowing in that, in that middle. Yes. Flowing in that middle. And they're like, hold up now. Some of y'all just need to learn how to tread some water. That's all. <laughs> Um, okay, our last question for the podcast, mm-hmm. and then we will record our deep dive, deep dive. for Patreon right. only, not available on our podcast nor on YouTube. Right, and Rocky's going to break it all the way down in a deep dive, trust mm-hmm. me. She knows what she's talking about. And I'm still learning. Yeah, and that's why she knows what she's talking about. <laughs> like, you've heard her journey, is like, it's through actual exploration and, and discovering this stuff and being proactive about it. It's not like... Oh, I'm the LGBTQ queen. I know everything. Like, no, it's like we learn this stuff out here. Like, it's it's <laughs> it's an ongoing journey. Because again, as culture change, like culture, culture changes, baby. Is, the knowledge is going to change. The information the, the is going to change. Culture, the language is going to change. The second a culture doesn't change, a culture dies. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. So, gotta adapt. Got to. Um. So yeah. So I'm always learning. Um. I think you're a good representer. If I do say so myself, looking from the outside in, I think you're able to communicate things and break things down so that people understand it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're able to have the conversations. That's the biggest thing. It's like because there's so much tension and misunderstanding, a lot of people can't have the conversations. I can't have conversations with oh, people yeah. who are religious because that's just, well, well, I don't believe in the Bible. You so. know, the, the baby steps. Hey. Nah. Know your capacity, y'all. You do not have to explain to anybody. That is true. <laughs> like, they can do the work. There's plenty of research out there. You got YouTube University out here. Like YouTube it up. I mean, some of y'all watching this on YouTube right now. Exactly. So, so yeah, nah. No. Nope. Mm-mm. You do not have to explain if you do not have the capacity. Right. I have capacity in certain areas, and that's that's what I so, use. So, in those areas, I think you do a good job. Oh. But, yeah, when, when you are not feeling it, yeah, never, never feel the need yeah, to do that. I don't. Don't drain yourself. No. <laughs> All right. Last question, which I'm curious as to your answer. And it's going to A whole lot of curiosity during this episode. It's going to be, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be three options instead of two. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm but you scared. still have to choose one. I'm scared. All right. Dubai people have to come out <laughs> Sorry. once. You said Dubai people, and it made me think about oh. Dubai. So anyway, go ahead. <laughs> do. <laughs> Bisexual or bi-romantic people 
goodness. I'm silly. I can't help it. I mean, I heard it too, now that you say it, but... <laughs> Do bisexual, bi-romantic people have to come out once, multiple times, or not at all? I'm going with not at all. I'm going to go with multiple times. Okay. Shit. Well, now I feel wrong. (laughs) All right. So why do you say not at all? I said not at all because it's like your prerogative. You don't got to tell nobody shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, your sexual preference and if you feel like that liberates you to express it to everybody cool but if you feel like it only liberates you to express it to your partners who you have sex with because that's the only people you're gonna be doing with anyway i get that too mm-hmm. so i feel like it it's not one of those things where it's like you're obligated to do a damn thing mm-hmm. it's your life live your life um i get that living your life as an example being out and free could give permission for other people to do the same but some people are private people just by default. Like, that's their temperament. Mm-hmm. So, if the, you know how I like to do things, if society were flipped and straight people were in the minority, which I kind of still think we are, but anyways, if straight people were in, uh, weren't in power and the LGBTQ people were in power throughout, the, throughout all these years and they were the default way of looking at relationships, would you really, yeah, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> Would you be able to do like the same thing? Would you be able to flip it and, and feel like you need to express yourself because of uh, just saying like, oh, I do these things or I do these things? Or would you be a private person regardless? So if you're private, stay private. You know, mm-hmm. that's just my take. Mm-hmm. So I agree. You don't have to do a goddamn thing. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, the reason I chose multiple times mm-hmm. is because even though, like, coming out isn't this big announcement for everybody. I Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not that. Nah, some people be playing more than motherfucker yes. like, hey, I well, am I here. mean, listen, when you come to <laughs> accepting yourself, it be an event. <laughs> like, that's, that's the whole uh, idea of pride, right? Or exactly. Like, I don't know. See? <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it's being proud of who you are in the midst of being oppressed for who you are. So, yeah, which is why there's no straight pride. Anyways, <laughs> oh god, don't get me started. I on know, that shit. different lame different ass episode. mother. Different anyway, episode. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so multiple times. So, like, if you, um, and again, it's bisexual is not just cis men or cis women. Right. It could be trans. It could be non-binary. Mm-hmm. It's just it, saying the bi is just two. You have two options, basically. Um, So, like, you could be attracted to cis women and non-binary people. Like, that could be your two, you know? Um, So, that being said, like, you bringing someone of different genders home. So, Mm. like, one time Mm. you bring home a non-binary person, another Mm. time you bring home a cis woman, um, and that's you basically coming out, you know? Or using pronouns for your partners, or you actually like wearing any kind of bi paraphernalia or LGBTQ paraphernalia, hence the bye bye bye. The bye bye. The bracelets, okay. You know, I um I'm just looking normal, but again, support. <laughs> I had to get my queer paraphernalia up. Cause sometimes, yeah, I don't wanna have to say if it. If you wanna <laughs> buy me a shirt that says my partner's bi and I stand with her or some shit like that, I wear that. Aww. Love you, baby. Yeah, I don't got no problem with that. Plus, again, that's just going to attract more women than me. Anyways. <laughs> it's true. I'm like a fucking magnet. <laughs> uh, 
But um, there are women everywhere, especially in the bay. But um, she's attaching to me and shit. But yeah, so I don't think yeah you don't you're not obligated to do anything. But I think naturally it just comes out as you're living your life. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I can see. And that. that's where it's multiple times like it just stuff happens. So not like intentionally, but just by your life, mm-hmm. you, just you, living you your have life. To come out because you're, you're living, just your, living life. your life. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's interesting. It's like we agreed, but like disagreed at the same time. The nuance, the the gray area within mm-hmm. the black and white. But it's never usually just once, though. Like you may have the big announcement once, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. But again, with you just living your life, it's, it yeah. usually comes out. You know. Yeah, I can see that though. That that makes sense. Yeah. But all right, I think that's the end of today's show. What an episode, y'all. I really hope y'all enjoyed this one. I know I did. Again, I love talking to myself. That's like a little bit out of my perspective. Obviously, I'm a therapist. I know some of these things. But I'm not entrenched within the community. So I'm like a fly on the wall almost. And it's, it's just good to talk about these things. And I by no means know anything and everything. Like, at all. Like, I am new. I'm two years on my queer journey. Right. Like... But you've done a lot of, uh, I think, of the personal work. And I think that's why when you speak on these things, it comes off as, like, tried and true, trusted and honest, you know? For me, though. Like, that's my experience, that's all my reality. Do. Yeah. And that's why, yeah. So, this is not this is not every bi person's perspective. This is not every bi person's experience, mentality, right. however. Like, how, um, what have you. Like, yeah. I do not speak for the whole community. Right. Just no to, one does. Just mm-hmm. to reiterate. We're just, like, uh, laying out the perspective and talking about some of the challenges that aren't 100% universal, but are often common to the community, yeah. you know? Nobody, there's no blanket statement for everything. If there's anything that we talk about, it's that. We always up in the gray area. There's no black or white. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, y'all! You know? <laughs> that was the episode. I hope you enjoyed Thank you so much for listening to It's So Real. What's your girl, Rocky? And your boy, Oso. You have a beautiful day, people. Take care of you. Peace! And love. Always for everyone. Know that. All right. We out.